Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? We are just about through week five, one last game, Colts and Ravens. But what a week, witching hour, unlike anything we have ever seen in a while. We're going to break it down, give you the action, tell you who's hot and who is not. Justin, you're probably on the not? Probably I'm not. All right, are you ready? No. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast. It is currently Monday, 5.30. Just got done with the work day. We're before the Colts game. Zach, just quick, you know, a couple hours before, you know, the game starts. What are we thinking right now? Uh, I'm not used to primetime games. Indianapolis doesn't get them a lot. Mm -hmm. It has been the longest day of my life. They suck. I hate primetime games more than anything. Woke up, all in. No doubt we're going to win. One o'clock? Yeah. We're going to lose by 20. You're right on cue. Lose by 20. 3.30 entered. Not in the stomach. Yep. 5.30, grateful for this, so I'm distracted. Yep. So... We, you know, possibly, I, you know, depending on how the game goes or the emotions are, we could always have a couple minutes at the end that we record. Yeah. Likely doesn't that happen? I don't know. Sometimes you can be lazy at 12 o'clock on a Monday night. So yeah. we'll see. But good luck to the Colts. Good Thanks. luck to all the horse fans out there. Yeah. Uh, let's go two and three. Yeah. Moving on. It was it was a crazy day in the NFL. Um, the one o'clock slate sucked, you know, coming in sucked during the first half, but that witching hour was insane. Was. The four o'clock games had some happy fran- or franchises, some sad franchises or fan bases, and uh, one really, really good football game. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was just a good Sunday to sit on the couch, I guess. Yeah, and just real quick, we always I don't know if we usually do this at the end of the start, but Thursday night Ram Seahawks. I don't have a ton on it. I don't know if you do. I mean, Russell Wilson got hurt. Their season's over, the Seahawks. And ever since kind of they beat the Colts and they had that weird – really started in the second half against Tennessee. Um, It's kind of been a downhill spiral. And last year's problems have not been fixed. And now the game will begin um, if Russell Wilson played either his last game with the Seahawks or if it's his last season. Um, But not a whole lot. Yeah, I really don't have much to add. Uh, Seahawks definitely could have won that game if Russell Wilson was playing. It just kind of felt like a game that they could win. Um, but you know, Geno Smith had had a great, you know, draw. I don't think Geno Smith's like a bad quarterback for them. You know, he's not going to win you a bunch of games or like be the the difference. Not in that games, but He had a great ninety nine yard drive against a good defense, and that pick you can't blame Geno Smith for it. Tyler Lockett just fell down. Cutting, coming out of the break, the ball was already in the air by the time it fell down. Yeah. So, you know, I think the Seahawks are still going to compete um, in a different way. It's going to be what Pete Carroll – it's going to be the the game plans that Pete Carroll wants Russell Wilson to do, but it's dumb to have those, you know, run-heavy game plans with Russell Wilson as your quarterback. So I think the Seahawks are going to compete, but, you know, they'll win games if their defense holds up. If not, it'll be a, a long season for them. Uh, 
I think was it mallet finger the yeah initial, or the the diagnosis. Shout out Mitch for a quick yeah. diagnosis that looks like a mallet finger uh, with the droopy uh, front. So yeah, I don't really have much to say. The no. Rams though, like their offense, like the last two weeks have just it's been off, and I don't I don't know what it is, but. Um, you know, they didn't play bad this week, Matthew Stafford, but it's not had the, I guess, electricity that we saw the first um, three weeks of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see how they are moving forward. Yeah, I think it's a right. tough Giants defense next week. That's right. So yeah, moving into Sunday. Yeah. Start in London. Bah. Jets, you're going to lose these games. Like you can't, if you're a Jets fan, you can't get down and, you, you know, get sad about it or question the future of the franchise. You have a rookie head coach. You have a rookie quarterback. You guys competed to the very end, but, you know, you're going to lose these games. Yeah, like we so. said, I mean, we were driving home during it, but don't think many people watched it. Yeah. One of those games where you just – it's on, but you don't really care. Kyle Pitts, that's encouraging for Atlanta. Yeah. Um, he had to be the guy because there was no one else there, and he was the guy. So that's exciting. I like Arthur Smith. Um, yeah. He's I third, Matt, I mean, Matt Ryan's probably last year, and that's, that's – Their offense has seemed to, like, look better each and every – Week and um, Cordell Patterson. I mean, what what is going on? Uh, it's so annoying, especially with as a Mike Davis owner. As a Mike Davis owner, as well, uh, just frustrating. The thing though, like with the Jets, is you have to kind of be, um, I guess, a little optimistic in the way that you guys got punched in the mouth early, but you didn't lay down and quit. And it's always good to see that from a team. Um, so yeah, I mean, not much to add. Just two bad teams battling it out. So yep, yep. When you're a bad team like the Jets, like we said, you never want to be told your season's over before it starts. But when you compete and lose the close ones in the long run, that's the best thing that can happen. Yeah. So not a bad day for the Jets. No, not a bad day at all. And then you got to watch the rest of the football Sunday without any distractions. So that's yeah. always yeah. nice. Moving on then into the one of classic states, and we are going to start with the game that will be known as. Um, I don't even know what we call it, but just mixed field goal central. Yeah, it my was, and it, it's a it was a disgusting, hilarious, fun filled end of a football game. It One was, of the craziest games I've ever seen in your life, and I I can't think of a game that would ever be like that, or has ever been like this, or ever will be like this again. No, I mean, how do you even get to twenty two twenty two? Like, what a weird score! Like the whole game was weird. We and we all know what happened. But this game ended with a missed field goal mm-hmm. with a um, or a missed field goal, a missed field goal, mm-hmm. a missed field goal, mm-hmm. going to overtime, interception, an interception, a missed field goal, a missed field goal, and then finally <laughs> on the sixth attempt, yes, a made Never field a goal to win the game. It was twenty-two twenty-two, and there was five missed field goals with the opportunity to win the game before the final one was made with, yeah. you know, a couple minutes left in overtime. It was madness. I mean, after the very first missed one, the Packers got the ball back. I mean, when you say you've seen this movie before, we literally watched it yeah. two weeks ago. They got the ball first play, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams to the other side of the field. Game over until they missed. But uh, an awesome game. I mean, the Bengals, I, I mean, I don't know. You could have said they should have had it. Both teams are going to say that. Really should have been a tie, honestly. No one really deserved to win after... 20 missed field goals. Yeah. But look, the Bengals, they're not there yet. But Joe Burrow, like. He looks great. He made some mistakes, you know, and he's got to work on that. But you are never going to be out of the game when you have a guy like. Being a winner matters. And that guy is a winner, and he's going to keep them in a lot of games and games that they really even shouldn't be in. But I don't know. They, they compete, and I'm starting to kind of like Zach Taylor more and more because it can't all be the talent because they're still so young. You know, it can't be just them on their own. Zach's got to guide them a little bit here 
um, even though Jamar Chase might be doing it on his own. Uh, but I don't know. I think Zach Taylor may not be a terrible coach. I mean, that's a good Packers team with a good coach that they were in it from the very start all the way to the end. So it's encouraging. Yeah, and they, I mean, they played great on defense, which is another yeah. encouraging thing. Obviously, Devontae Adams is, lit them up, but yeah, yeah, I don't – well, He lights everyone up. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, they had an interception – and they, they forced a lot of field goal opportunities that, you know, what, they ended four for seven, they missed three straight. Um, and so it was one of those games where 25 points to the Packers, you will take that every single time. Yep. So their defense played great, and, you know, you're three and two. Um, it's a surprising three and two. You have the Lions next week, and then, you know, you have, a, you know, the Ravens and the Jets and the Browns. So you kind of go back and forth between, uh, you know, really good teams and then, or divisional rivals, really good teams, and then you know games that you just can't you can't fall apart. You got to come and show up and win those games. Yeah, so. I'm actually almost more interested just interested to see how they do against the Lions and the Jets because yeah. can't lay we down saw it against Jacksonville. Are you are you a team that's actually kind of good, or are you really just kind of playing to whoever you are? Yeah. And the good teams put bad teams away. Um, the Bengals didn't do that at all against Jacksonville, so let's see if they're kind of different. Um, they're probably a year away, maybe two, but definitely going in the right right direction. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. So moving on, yeah. Uh, well, we're gonna stay with the game when he field goals trend. Ugh, dude, but the Lions have it's unbelievable. Another it is unbelievable. All time heartbreaking loss. <laughs> they drive down the field with Jared Goff, score a touchdown, go for two. Look at the fumble. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's what it was. It was the fumble. They get they score yeah. go for two because they're not playing overtime. Love going what for a two. call by Dan Campbell. There's no reason to go Love for that time there. They get it. And then Kirk Cousins gets them in field goal range and they kick a field goal as time expires to win the ballgame. Or the, the Vikings do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... And once again, it was a bomb. It wasn't Justin Tucker, yeah. but it wasn't... I think it, I think it was plus 50. I think so. Um, I don't know. Seeing Dan Campbell react the way he did after the game, like, no football guy or anyone that cares about the sport or any team you've ever cared about laughs at him for that. No. Mocks him for no. that. 54-yarder, right? When you look at him versus Urban Meyer, like... You would die for Dan Campbell and Urban Meyer. You're like, get this guy out. What was it? 54? 54. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's just like... So, I don't know. If you're a Lions fan, like, look, Dan Campbell seems like a clown, but from some of the coaching we've seen from other teams, like, I don't know if he's that bad. I think Jared Goff averaged 2.5 yards per pass. Yeah. That could be done by just about anybody. So, he's obviously not the future, but we know this. Um, But the way they compete, you know, I think they're going to compete every single game. And we said... The problem with this kind of energy with the Dan Campbell guy is... Because it last a full season. Of exactly. And I really think it's going to, even if they're 0-16 at one point. Like, they... I don't know. I, I want them to win so badly because they just fly around and they care. Mm-hmm. And it's heartbreaking the way they've lost. Um, my, my thoughts on Daniel, because we kind of made fun of him. Like, How can you every, not? Everybody did yeah, when he came out like, with the Biden kneecap stand. Because it's kind of something you've never seen or you don't expect from a... NFL football coach, maybe in high school or maybe, you know, a low-level D1 team. You know, you get that type of energy, but but never in the NFL. Um, But the thing about it is, you know, I don't even know what Dan Campbell's specialty is. You know, he was never viewed as, like, an offensive or a defensive guru that I've heard, at least. I I could be wrong about that. And so I kind of sit back – I was thinking about this today. I kind of sit back and and say to myself – you know, he's not going to be a guy where, you know, you have you have Pat Shermer and, and Ben McAdoo, I'm just naming Giants because I thought, and they came in and it was like, this is supposed to change our offense. And it was kind of weird with, you know, how do they control the offensive game planning versus the head coach? Or like, what is this? And, you know, when the offense is doing bad, it's on it's it's on the head coach kind of. Or, or you know, a defensive side when you look at like Todd Bowles or, 
are all these defensive guys who, you know, they come in, they're supposed to have this culture defense first, and, you know, what happens with the defense? Oh, they just weren't, you know, good at, at calling, I guess, and managing at a head coach level. You know, they're gone. Dan Campbell, I don't really see any of that. And so he kind of can put his staff under him and just focus on a head coach. And I, yeah, it I, almost makes me think that when you can just focus on a head coach and not think your job's on the line for specifically your offense or specifically the defense, you can just make sure you hire the right personnel and just kind of keep watch over them mm-hmm. and just bring this emotional standpoint. It's something different, and it's something I'm excited to see if it can last. Because right now, you know, I've never seen a head coach care so much, literally. Um, no. to be cr- No coach goes 0-5. And sits up at a press conference and cries about how des- like how desperate the team wants to be and how, how proud he is and how he wants it for them. Most people are like you know Joe Judge, where it's like you're kind of saying things for your job at that point. One guy said we want to run and pass for 250 yards each. Yeah, <laughs> and and then the other and he's like talking about you know stuff that has, is the complete opposite of what his quarterback's saying. But yeah. for Dan Campbell, I don't know. I'm like the how emotional he is about the game. I think that it's it's clearly not fake. And I, it's clearly getting bought in the locker room. And I don't think it's something that the players can look at and turn on in week 17 because it's like he's he's building something here. And if he can bring in the right coaching personnel um, and, you know, just a better quarterback, yeah, he can. I think that, that this emotion, he can really lead this team somewhere. I really do. I don't know. It's just something. Yeah. It's, I don't know if what that – my thought process there makes no, sense. I, but I actually love that. I really do because yeah. it's a really good point because – Look, this guy's been in a ton of interviews. And you're like, yeah. why does this guy always get interviews for head coaching jobs? He got the interim job with Miami. He was the associate head coach. Mm-hmm. Kind of a fake title, but kind of not in New Orleans. And they did well. They did well. And it's a really good point. Like, you don't need your head coach to be a Lafleur or yeah. a Shanahan where they're like, they're running the show all offense. Like, he just has created an identity and a culture for the team. And when he was so upset, it wasn't like this rah-rah, which I liked. Because when you think of him... It's like, oh, that's why players would get annoyed maybe if yeah, it's, it's 0-12 and he's rah-rah. just yelling. Yeah. He's pretty measured. Yeah. Like and I don't, like you said, this could mean absolutely nothing and he could suck for a while. But this is definitely one of those things where even if they went 0-17, it's like I'd give him another year. Yeah. I would give oh, him another year for sure because I'd rather have a guy that cares that much than a guy who just like is cocky and comes in and wants to do things his way. Like, I mean, I don't know. Look, we're, talking about, we're talking about an 0-5 football team here, yeah. but it's just like – and it He's doesn't, an emotional leader that we haven't seen before in this league. It's refreshing. It's, it's different. Yeah, it's and cool. And different can change the game. And, you know, there's there's one person who's Dan Campbell, and it's Dan Campbell. Yeah. I don't think another team can try, even if it works out, I don't think another team can try to replicate what they're doing right now. But um, I think the players, I think it's just a team where you can buy it. And it's also a city that's the perfect kind of coach for that city. Yeah, it is. And it's also a locker room where there's not this giant, it's you know, out- veteran or presence, I feel yeah. like, where, you know, if, you know, I can't really name a guy who's like a, a star. You can't name a star on that team who kind of owns the locker room or who's a little more flamboyant who can say, like, you know, that comes out and says something bad about the head coach. So you don't see that in Detroit. So I think it's a roster right now, and you bring in the right guys who you can build um, that that fits well with Dan Campbell. So I, I don't know. I, was, I came out of that, and I was kind of excited for what they're going to do in the future. So. For sure. Absolutely. We'll see. But nothing on the Vikings. I don't, I don't really nothing. Yeah. I don't nothing, care about them. Nothing on the Vikings, but um, the Zimmer moment was cool. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't care about yeah, the you, Vikings. It's, that was weird, but I think it was just excitement. It was. It was Zimmer. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was a good one. Another kind of, here's one that was kind of on the opposite of the emotion. Uh, the Bucks Dolphins, not much going on here. An absolute blowout. Tom Brady, MVP run. People are all over the Josh Allen train right now. Still over Kyler Murray because of the big wins they're having. 
And Brady's just quietly ripping off touchdowns like it's nobody's business. The only time he hasn't gone off is when he was playing in a monsoon. Right. And they're, I mean, I don't know. You didn't expect anything from the Dolphins here, so it's not like the score is surprising, but the way Brady is torching teams. It is insane. It's insane. He found AB multiple times. Um, Yeah, I mean, not much to say on this game. We thought it would be a blowout. I thought the Dolphins would stick around, and it was 24-17, and then the Bucs just blew the door open. They just kind of turned it on. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Bucs, the secondary is the concern, but they're going to get healthy at some point, so as long as they just find a way to win and, you know, stay in first place, which they're going to, there's no worries there. So... No, and um, Brady threw to nine guys, not the guy I said was going to blow off. Oh, so he was another healthy scratch again. So my oh, he didn't even he was not out there. My prediction was wrong. Big of you to admit that, though. You but didn't have to do that. It was it was a fun it was a fun shot. I will say there was a moment where um, I think it was AB on like a third and four caught it went like seventy yards to the house and Justin for a second there got really excited because he thought it was him. Yeah, <laughs> and then it turned in from that to not only was it not him, but he is. Not in Pats. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Another healthy scratch. He's going to get his keep your, Just keep the name. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be due. Um, now let's move to where Justin was right. It's kind of a fun game to play. Where Justin was right, where Justin was wrong. Um, that's a, that is a complete original uh, segment idea, Correct. by the way. Complete. Correct. Uh, Denver Broncos, man. <laughs> They're they lost bang- to the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, it's a banged up football team. It's a, <laughs> it's a shell of themselves. I know. It sucks. I was I was really disappointed. I really was because it's not like I was like dying for the Denver to be good. Like I've said, I don't care about Denver. But with Teddy Bridge, these are still the games where like it's like, come on, man. Like get like this he's is why Carolina yeah. traded him. This is why he's never He's not gonna win you games. No, he's just not gonna lose you any. And against the Pittsburgh team that's just as tough, it's like they're just gonna lose those games. Um And their defense, like the thing too is, you know, nineteen points against Pittsburgh and you know, that so should win it. That should have won. You can win it, but Pittsburgh's found the, uh, the 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 recipe that they need in order to win football games, and it's I need three fifty yard plus touchdowns because <laughs> yeah. that's the only way well, we're gonna win football games. First drive, Pittsburgh. It's like I don't know what happens, but Big Ben turns into Mahomes for a drive. I think it's two weeks in a row he's thrown a, a deep ball to Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson. Then they do nothing for about two and a half quarters, and then this game they actually got the run game going for the first time ever. God bless Najee Harris. I, I mean, his press conference after you see it, he's awesome. Yeah, he's he's a, like a really cool dude. But finally got some rushing yards. The O line played okay. I don't know. Pittsburgh's just going to be such a weird team all year. They probably finish right at five hundred, kind of like the Saints, where you're just like, oh, they're going to lose, so they win, and oh, they're going to win now, and they yeah. lose. It's just like not even worth talking too much about them because no. it's just going to be like this every week. You never know. Yeah, and it's so, you know, Denver's Denver's done. Fine. Denver. It was, it was a really fun moment too. Um, they have the Raiders and then yeah. the Browns the yeah. next two weeks, so no, we'll see. I don't like it. We'll see, but yeah, the uh, Steelers—they're going to compete. They're going to be in the in the hunt graphic all year at the very bottom of it yeah. because they're going to be. With they're not making the playoffs, though. They're not making the playoffs. We'll see next year if they keep somebody in house as their starting quarterback or if they look elsewhere. Um, but I don't think they have like any with T.J. Watt being re-signed, and I, th- I mean Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee are all on rookie contracts. You know, I think next year they're bringing in the same roster practice. Tomlin said he wanted to vet, and yeah, they're <laughs> out loud to, today. I don't, I don't blame it because you this this they roster mess this roster right now is not built for um, let's develop a rookie quarterback and try to win around him. No, we need to bring in a quarterback, and we have the roster ready. So we'll see who they go after, and 
mean, I, I think I, they I can tell you who they're going after, but well, yeah, yeah, but it, we'll just see if he wants to go there or not. I don't, I don't think he would. So I don't think. I mean, yeah, if, if his problem was being done with Green Bay, I don't think Pittsburgh's the location. But yeah. it's a little, it's a little more south. <laughs> yeah, more we'll south. see. Um, but yeah, so disappointing in Denver, P- Pittsburgh. Sure, congrats. Um, Jameis Winston is back. I once, you know, yes, he is back. I think didn't we say that this had to be this was going to be an old Jameis Winston game? Yeah, well, we I'm said pretty sure we said that we were saying that Sean needs to let Jameis beat Jameis. Yeah, I don't like real quick before we even get into it. Drew B, Drew, okay, Drew Brees. Maybe it was because they were bored because they were talking for an hour and a half during the halftime show. But just like I don't know, he wasn't very complimentary of Jameis, and it's like, dude. No one's saying this team is better without you. Like, yeah, we he's get it. so self-conscious about it's it. Weird. It's weird. And they, you know, they probably should just stop asking him. Yeah. But he's like, I don't know. Just relax on Jameis. I didn't like it. Uh, Jameis, though, 50% completion percentage. He threw 15 passes okay. for 279, 280 yards. But I can't think about that math right off the top of my head. But it's almost 20 yards mm-hmm. per, uh, mm-hmm. per throw or completion. With four tutties, an interception, and a fumble. That's, so this was that the, is, and the, the hail mary is the chef's kiss mm-hmm. for a Jameis game. I don't know if you're Sean Payton, like dude, I get it. Your your whole offense is on efficiency, quick game. You know Jameis is not going to be your guy clearly because you guys just aren't the same uh, with my, your mindset and kind of the way you want to play offense. So I think for one year, Sean's just got to be like whatever. Yeah. Because look, you're not going to Super Bowl, okay? No. You're not winning your division. So I would just let Jameis cook, and, and that means what you got today. But, you know, the guy's won games, so yeah. it's going to lose you some. But you know what? You're going to lose playing your version with him anyways. Yeah. So at least try it. At least you're going to be able to put up points with his version. Yeah. And then here's the thing. You know, when it comes to coaching, you have to create a philosophy around your roster. Yeah. But you also have to stubborn. you also have to tailor it to what your roster is. So yep. you know, depending on who your guy is, you can you know you can call a certain philosophy to, to his strengths. But once specifically the quarterback that changes, you have to adjust to his strengths and how he can be successful. Yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna turn the ball over. He's gonna make dumb mistakes, but he's also gonna be able to put up almost three hundred yards and four touchdowns off of fifteen passes or completions. Yeah. So and you know that deep ball helps Alvin. Yeah, they gotta stay back, and they gotta stay back, and especially once Michael Thomas comes back, you know, Michael Michael Thomas run. Forgot about him. Hey, hey, and it's gonna be in you two know what? weeks. Michael Thomas, it's gonna have to be a slant and go, brother. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Don't <laughs> don't run a slant. Maybe, slow go. maybe run a post, which yeah. is just a twenty yards deep, deeper. You can do just that. A little. <laughs> You're still cutting into the field and running towards the goalpost. So <laughs> so true. Uh, I mean, yeah, the Saints team, I think the thing about the Saints team is... Well, the theory remains true. What's our Saints? Just uh, every win, other week. Win-loss, win-loss. Yeah, they play the Seahawks next week but the, at well, home. It's Geno Smith, so let's see. Is it a surprise game? Well, the problem is there's a bye. So that kind of screws up the whole algor- algorithm. Oh, yeah, it is because it is. I don't know what we do James Winston versus Geno Smith on Monday Night Football. Talk about electricity. Oh, my God. And that might be right in between um, the... Uh, the Giants Monday night games. So it's going to be that is Mike Lennon versus Patrick Mahomes, Jameis Winston versus Geno Smith, Mike Lennon versus Tom Brady. And I'm saying Mike Lennon because and we'll then, get into it, but, I mean, Daniel Jones isn't going to be next, that long because it's NFL football, but... Next Sunday night is Geno Smith, Big Ben. So a horrible lineup coming up for primetime football. It's going to be fun. But we love it. We love it because mistakes are going to be made. Here's the thing about the Saints, though. Uh, I don't think any, like... 
good football team wants to see them because you never know what's going to happen with them. No, I agree. So they're not, they're going to go have a really weird record. Yeah, but it's yeah. going to be they're like the Pittsburgh of the North. When Buccaneers come in, what what if they're? I could easily see them just blowing out Pittsburgh, blowing out the Buccaneers. I'm sorry, but the next week when the Falcons come home, they lose to the Falcons. Like right. that's what yeah, you're the Pittsburgh get. of the NFC. I mean, yeah. Yeah, North. Uh, shout out Pete Werner, Indiana yeah. Cathedral boy. Um, dominating with tackles right now. And then for Washington, I have absolutely nothing to say. The most disappointing team, I think, of the year with all the hype they had. Because I don't think Taylor Heineke is that big of a drop-off anyways from no. Fitz. It's their, I mean, their I, defense has lost some football games. They've scored, allowed torched. 33, 34, torched. 43, 30, and 20 points in, yeah. in this so far. I can't believe Del Rio hasn't been fired. It's, what are you doing? You know, their offense hasn't played bad. Their well, offense hasn't put up numbers to win, but their offense has, except for week one, has scored at least 20 points in every single game. That's what you need to do. That's With that defense, That's that was the recipe. So, yeah, now they play the Chiefs next week. So yeah, dude, they've put up 30 three times. Yeah, like, they're, they're, their offense has played what you need from their offense, but their defense has continued to struggle. And so That's shocking. So, yeah, good job to the Saints, though. Um, next one's really disappointing. Next one's really disappointing because we all got a little excited. And I don't think the excitement was that wrong because we said, look, when CMC went down against Houston, Sam Darnold stepped up and was the guy. Yeah. He's been awful. These last two weeks have been brutal. Unfortunately, it it turned into, oh, it's clearly the Jets sucks for Zach Wilson to, is it just Sam Darnold actually? Yeah. Like Sam, like Sam's kind of like. I mean, he's talented. He's, he's kind of yeah, like Teddy. He's got the arm. He's got like in the Boy, terms of God, some weeks he's going to be great. I guess he's a little more of a liability than Teddy. But in these moments, in these games, when you have a twelve point lead going into the fourth quarter, can't and you haven't even been that good anyways, you can't be the reason you lose. And I know there was a block punt, and that didn't help things. But you have to turn it on. And he just was so unimpressive. And they got weapons: Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Tommy Tremble. Like, Chuba's fine. He's not CMC. No one is. But, like, there's just no excuse for what Sam Darnold did out there. Um, I mean, the Panthers' defense was good. They, Dude, and it's like, I did, I'm be honest, I paid zero attention to this game because when we first started, it was a blowout for yeah. the Eagles. I mean, the Panthers were blowing out the Eagles, and I was like, all right, whatever, this game's over. It was really boring. It was 15-6 to six at one point. Here's, here what you, here's what you did, Sam Darnold. Your defense, they scored one touchdown because it was, didn't they, they, you, Sam Darnold turned the ball in the end zone. It was a rest. field goal. They only got a field goal off that one. The block punt got them a touchdown. Yeah, they, well, like so Philadelphia didn't have all the touchdowns where it was like, you know, driving down the field. Like they, oh, yeah, the yeah. defense was in bad situations. Yep. That's that's what I was one, talking one, about. One possession. The, uh, Sam Darnold turned the ball over the red, and to the Eagles, Correct. gave the ball in the red zone, and then they went down and scored their first touchdown. Philadelphia's passing threw for under 200 yards and had an interception. So the uh, Carolina defense allowed under 200 yards passing. You take that every single time, right? Okay, so they allowed under 200 yards passing, but they still lost sacks. So the Eagles must have just ran over that defense, right? Right. Oh, no, they, they under they had under 100 yards rushing to it. <laughs> yeah, that, you can't – how do you lose that game? How do you lose that game? And it points to one person. It's Sam Darnold. And, yep. you know, if, if the Panthers wanted to be the playoff team that I expected them to be and I hoped that they would be – you can't lose games where your defense puts up these points and it clearly falls on a three-interception quarterback, one of them giving the ball with 18 yards to go to score a touchdown. So yeah. Yeah. if they want to continue to, you know, they could have been 4-1 and one after winning this game. Absolutely. They sure. have a, a very, very easy schedule coming up. Vikings, Giants, Panthers. Uh, I mean, playing the Panthers. Themselves. 
Falcons. Would have been a bold schedule. Patriots. Move. It's like, you know, you have every game coming up is every winnable, opportunity to win. But Sam Darnold can't be the reason to lose games if you want to make the playoffs. So. Yeah. And he's going to have good games, right? But I think that was definitely a moment where Carolina probably went into that locker room and was like, shit. Yeah. Like, we, we did this last year. Even though we were younger, like, we were in it every step of the way. This one's worse because they really even weren't winning games last year. They were just like down a possession the whole mm-hmm. way through. It was like, oh, they still have a chance. Yeah. Now this it's, year we've seen the jump for the defense. Yeah. So now they're winning these games and it's still. Was get, was given away. Um, Hopefully, I mean, but CMC is probably back next week. Yeah, yeah you just gotta hope he's healthy because it makes Sam's life easier. But yeah, disappointing. It's, but hopefully, he gets over it. Five interceptions the past two games. Got to pick it up. But um, that GM's really aggressive. So best believe he's already looking at Watson. He's already looking at you know what he can do because we've seen how aggressive he wants to be and making moves to make them. And I have a Pro Bowl tight end you can have. So I well they just made well, they just gave they just gave a tight end away for Tremble because they like Tremble, but. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, I still have a Pro Bowl tight end. You do have a Pro Bowl tight end. You cannot uh, take that away from him. So, yeah. He had actually two great catches. He was. So, um, Next one. Titans and Jaguars. Um, Jaguars had some fight. 37-19. That score really is do, really deceiving. Doesn't really do justice to that score. Um, but the, the talk about this game is, for me, the press conference is after. Always is with him. Um... Urban Meyer was on the complete different page than his starting quarterback. Oh, I don't even know. I didn't know if I saw this part. It, I'm trying to. I forget what it was about. It was like, uh, um, oh, <laughs> this one. This is what it was. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I remember the quote. I'm laughing. Urban Meyer said that the team's desperate for a win. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence said this team's not desperate, <laughs> or we're not going to be desperate. Yeah. So they're on two different philosophies. Um, it's every week it's something new that you don't expect and it makes this situation so much worse. So yeah. I, I think I came in and I was like, you know, I'm excited to see how uh, Urban Meyer can do this with, you know, his culture stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's clearly not working out. Um, if you want to hear like a really good take on it, Ryan Rosillo, it was it Kevin Clark that he was talking to about it. And he was just like, you know, some of these guys come in and they're like, realize you know, yeah. it's it's a completely different way to control the rock room. Like Pete Carroll was great at it, but he was also coaching in USC where he was, you know, dealing managing with managing NFC and those personality or USC and those personalities back in those days that you could kind of transport to the NFL. But you know, how Urban Meyer's been a coach, it's just it's not going to work. And uh, yeah, I mean, Nick Saban walked away early, said, "I hate how I can't have a you know better talent," and I'm Urban Meyer's going to walk away and. Probably going to talk about how he can't go to bars on the weekend and have fun. So, I don't, yeah, I don't know. He's 100% getting fired after this year. I mean, he singled out Trevor when they were calling him out about Trevor having a bachelor party in Vegas. So, Trevor's probably like, all right, don't know why you would bring that up. Done with you. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm walking into the locker room right now and like, just fire him. Yeah. I don't care who's my interim coach. Yeah. Trevor's talented, man. Him. He made a lot of good throws yesterday. They cut it to, I think they were down 12. They had third and goal on the one. Two plays, they didn't get it in. You know, it happens. And, end up losing the game because of that. But Trevor, I mean, Trevor's going to be good. It's just totally unfair to him right now. And yeah. Urban's going to get fired. That's about it. Tennessee, I don't know. They're still really banged up, too, so it's kind of hard. But I mean, I mean they, they won the their game defense that they're supposed to win. They won the game they were yeah, supposed Derrick to win. Yeah, Derrick Henry's Derrick so. Henry. Derrick Henry should definitely be getting MVP talks right up there with Josh and Kyler because he's carrying them, literally. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, a game that me and you paid a lot of attention to, the Patriots versus Unfortunately. Patriots. And I will say this. Um... It was a survivor pick for those who don't know. So you really, you know, and, and the Patriots started down early. You were stressed out of your mind. 
I it was for me. I felt the same way. Completely different. You were relaxed. Completely different services, I will say. Uh, when the Patriots in twenty or twenty February twenty seventeen, Patriots played the uh, Falcons in the Super Bowl, right? And it was twenty eight to three. Yeah. I I remember saying at halftime, I was like, I it would be so calm right now if I'm a Patriots fan because there's no reason that they're gonna lose the game. Obviously, it's different circumstances, but I still have the same feeling where I I was sitting there and I'm like, this team's down two scores in the middle of the third quarter, and I was like, there's no way the Patriots are gonna lose this game, and it it started with. The worst fake punt of all time. I was going to say, take if that pressure, play didn't happen. Take the pressure off the Indianapolis Colts for their, their <laughs> transgressions a couple years ago. But if that play doesn't happen, this game might go different. That play was awful. Um, or them trying a red 50, zone calling. Well, the, or David Coley trying a 56-yard field goal after two missed extra points yeah. and a missed field goal. Yeah, that was dumb too. Um, the thing about the Patriots were it was just... Dude. They would they would like pick them apart down the field with these you know actually like, kind of moving the you know throwing the ball you know over play the sticks over and the play action and then they get in the red zone and it was uh. only screens and like shotgun handoffs they they would run they would go under center and they would get five yards per run under center yep then they would go to once they got to the red zone they'd start going shotgun and they'd get two and so I I don't know I'm trying to I'm I, trying to see what their uh, Red zone situations looked like, but for me it was. Uh, they fumbled one, one touchdown, and then I think all the rest were field goals. It was. They had a field goal to end the fir- first half, two field goals in the third quarter, and a field goal in the fourth quarter to win the game. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I felt like the play calling in the red zone was just bad. And I don't know. I just wasn't. I was. No, I think Josh McDaniels is lost right now on what to do with Mac. You just kind of let him do it, man. Like he, he he can throw the ball. So they're all, they look like Iowa. It was just like run, 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 or run, run, boring pass. Um, yeah, we want to talk about a fraud team. Yeah, but David Coley is so so bad in Houston, and you know, like no one would take the job but him. So I don't want to go at the man too much, but no, no one expected him to be successful. The Patriots scored a touchdown, and it was a legal shift at the end of the game. There was like. 50 seconds left, and instead of just giving them the touchdown, kind of like we saw what Cleveland did, which was smart to get the ball back, he declined it, and then after the game, he was like, yeah, we thought about letting them score, and then the Houston players were like, that was never discussed. So, it's just, he's in over his head, but we knew this. So, you know, he lost them the game, for sure. Definitely. Um, and it's not going to be the last time he loses them the game this year. Davis Mills, though, played great. I mean... Yeah, all things considered. So, shout out to Davis Mills. Um, now we go to the 4:15 slate. Uh, we'll start with a, just a I don't know a weird football game, and the Bears won twenty to nine, and it was it was closer than twenty to nine. Um, I oh, felt kind like of, but not really. It, it will. You were waiting for the Raiders to. You were waiting for the Raiders to do yeah. something, and they were down like nine to fourteen for a. Uh, it was fourteen to three. For, it was fourteen to three I, for the entire game. Yeah, and like they made fifty-eight it, minutes. They made it nine to fourteen with like ha- halfway through the fourth quarter, yeah, and you're like, all right, right, this this now it's over. Seen it before, and you know they. Couldn't do anything. No. It, I don't know. So before we start talking, because, I mean, most people are going to look at this game and expect Bears talk. It's just like, I don't, I mean, I watch, me and you both, we pay a lot of attention to Raiders stuff. And, like, yep. I, I genuinely want the Raiders to be, like, really good. Because oh, yeah. Good Buddy Mitch deserves nothing more than that. And yeah. also, like, they're an AFC team that I see once every four years. Like, I don't care how good they are in football. I don't ever have to worry about them in the playoffs until it, if it somehow happened the Giants play the Raiders in the Super Bowl, which I don't ever foresee happening those two teams facing off the Super Bowl in my right, lifetime. Right. So like I you know, it's just a weird feeling for this team, but like they started off bad in the first half. And you're like, okay, we've seen just this like always. every time so far and you expect something to happen in the second half and 
I don't know if it's play calling. I, I mean, their offensive line was abysmal today, and you can never have that happen against the Chicago Bears front. But, you know, this team has the talent specifically on the offensive side of the ball to, like, keep up with teams like the Ravens and the Chargers, but they just didn't do it today. And they, their defense, you know, didn't play bad. They weren't, like, amazing. But um, I don't know. This, this team, I think, has the talent and – uh, the ability to you know make some noise, especially in that division, and they they won really good games and they've lost a couple tough ones and I I don't know it's just going to be interesting how this team moves forward because I don't know what the fix is but something's got to change right now because it's been a bad two weeks. Well, I would start up front. Yeah, well, yeah, their their offensive, offensive line is really bad. Besides that, though, it's like you know their corners they're hurt. Yeah, they're banged up. They'll they'll come back, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know. Weird. Unfortunately, you know I I. The Raiders have, like you said, crazy talent. They have great scheme. Uh, they didn't yesterday, but typically they go right down the field on anyone they play. Um, but once again, I think just it might be just Gruden. You know, they just every week you just not you don't know what you're going to get. It's inconsistent. Um, it's really poor at times, and it's really amazing at times, and that's frustrating for a fan because, I mean, I did it too this year. I, I kind of held back more than usual, but everyone was like, "All right, the Raiders are different this year," and we've said this now for probably three years straight. And, and Derek look, Carr looks like he was Derek Carr of 2016 yeah, again. Yeah, and look, there's no way they can write the ship, right? We're five games in. They're three and two. They've had great wins so far, um, but it's extremely alarming right now. If you're a Raiders fan, defensively, the Bears ran all over you. Uh, they were tougher, and then offensively, you got beat up. I mean, so it's it's really about the trenches right now for the Raiders because they got the skill players, like you said, uh, but they got to get tougher. And yeah. you know, you're not going to get you know new. I mean, Richie Incognito comes back in a little bit, but. You're not going to get new linemen appearing out of nowhere here. So this is your group right now this year, and you just got to figure it out. And that's you know maybe not the best answer, but it is your answer right now. Um, on the Bears side, well, one more thing about the Bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. play the Broncos, Eagles, and Giants the next three games. Yeah, it's kind of like the Panthers. You got a chance one, to get right. Two and one, you accept. Yeah. Three and zero, oh, you expect. One and two, it's over. Um, and one and two, it's like I don't know what's wrong in this team, but the season's over. So yeah. you expect three and zero. Oh, you you respect. Are you accept? I should say getting two and one, but um, yeah. anything worse than that, it's it's a it's a flop of a season. So yeah, uh, but yeah, moving on to the Bears, Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields. Look, I have never seen a, like guys get hit. Right, quarterbacks get hit, and it's not like anything he's doing. He is getting like when he gets hit, he gets killed. He yeah, has got like know. it is. It's pretty scary right he's now. Come, like, he came off two times in the ugh, game. Hyper extended his knee once. Got, got just, just Abrams does what Abram does. Abrams. Yeah. Um, Hit with his head down. Look, there's a lot of encouraging signs for the Bears. Their defense kind of looks to old form. Their pass rush is great. Robert yeah. Quinn and Mack look good. They're running the football. They're new. That rookie running back, Herbert, looked really good. Hebert, I don't even know. He's, he looked good. Sorry, Bears fans. Herbert, yeah. Uh, Damian Williams was good. Justin Fields made the throws he needed to make at the end of the game mm-hmm. to keep the uh, the ball in their possession. A couple really good third down throws. There's a lot to like from the Bears right now. Um, and my favorite thing, Justin, is when you talked about Dan Campbell – Today was the first time where I saw Matt Nagy just be a head coach. He wasn't caught up in the play calling. He wasn't caught up in being just kind of the douche he's been, frankly. He was extremely spirited on the sideline. He was very complimentary of his team, getting his guys going, constantly going out kind of near the field, high-fiving guys. And it was just a different vibe from him. And I think he maybe finally realized, like, I just do need to be a head coach right now. I need to let Bill Lazor, who clearly has a better grasp of this offense and this personnel, let him do his thing and just kind of be there for my guys. You should pay attention to the defense and special teams ball. You don't have to worry about what offensive changes need to be made. I I thought it was a different look from him, and I was really encouraged by that. The only just the only thing I'm I'm worried about is is keeping Fields safe. 
like he has gotten absolutely smoked. But um, they're three and two, and I'm not. It's not a fraud three and two. I said like it's just the worst two and two team ever. They have made incredible strides in the past two weeks. So their their stretch is brutal. They have a really tough schedule coming up. But um, I think there's a lot to be excited about in Chicago. So I don't know. It's. For me, I looked at this game and I was like, this is how the Chicago Bears have to win games. Their defense yep. was absolutely dominant and yep. they ran the football really well, controlled the game, controlled the clock. You're kind of waiting for them to blow it, and right. they just didn't. They wouldn't do um, it. You know, Justin Fields is a very athletic quarterback, and I completely understand design runs for athletic quarterbacks. Yeah. Because you, if you have it, it changes the game, it changes the game, and it changes the offense. But you have, if you're, you know, Bill Lazor, you have to look at what the Ravens are doing, what the Cardinals are doing, you know, and just see, like, how do we get these design runs where our quarterback doesn't end up getting hit? Because it wasn't like it Even was... Even rollouts. I mean, it wasn't like it was bad. I didn't feel like it was, like, bad blocking or that it was, you know, just... I, I don't even know. Like, it just seemed like he, their design plays just ended up with him getting absolutely torn apart. And you can't have a quarterback come out two different times after getting com- his head taken off. And expect this to last the next, uh, you know, thirteen games or twelve games. Yeah. So if they want the longevity of this type of style, they have to figure out how to keep Justin Fields healthy. And that is if every time we are either running to the sidelines or you are going to take a slide. I don't care if it gives us two less yards per rushing attempt from you, but um, also maybe throw the ball a little bit more because you know he doesn't have the greatest completion percentage. But um, I feel like that's also because they kind of take a lot of. I don't know. He has a few missed deep shots, which you're going to have when you throw the ball that deep. So I think, you know, I think they should just let Justin Fields throw the ball a little bit more, see how that works. Because, you know, if you continue with these design runs, he's not going to last the entire season. He's just simply not. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the Bears will figure it out. Kind of like you said with the Kyler, protect him. But even in the pocket, he's getting smoked. Um, but all encouraging signs of the Bears. So, and then the Raiders, it's kind of like the Panthers. Just let's, let's see if you can ride the ship here. Um, you have the quarterback to do it, where that's the biggest kind of concern yeah. in Carolina. And the defense is just playing great football right now. Yep. Uh, moving on, and the game of the week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Browns and the Chargers uh, faced off in a game that had um, how many touchdowns in the last? Uh, four touchdowns in the last seven minutes and 24 seconds of the game. <laughs> so that's a lot of points. Um, this game was back and forth the entire game, uh, and especially the entire fourth quarter. And, you know, I'm going to start with the Browns. I'm a Browns hater. I will be the first one to say that. And I'm not going to say, oh, Baker Mayfield. I'm not going to say for this game, I'm not going to be like Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, clearly when it's like I've always said, you know, if you get Baker Mayfield and he has to prove it and get a game-winning drive, he's not going to be able to do it. And he wasn't able to do it. But you also got your team 42 points, Baker Mayfield. And that should win the game. This, I, I went back and I looked because a Browns fan made a comment to me saying after my game, he commented on an Instagram post and tagged me and said, you need to teach your, te- your, your team discipline. And he tagged me in it because of the Kadarius Tony Punch. Yep. Uncalled for. No need. And that's why Browns fans, I, am, I hate you guys and I hate your team. So I went back and I was like, okay, how good are the Browns? The Browns are, you know, three and two. And you're like, oh, but your two losses are against the Chargers and the Chiefs. On the road. On the road. Well... In those two games, you've allowed a combined 80 points. Zach, you've lost to the Chargers and the Chiefs. What do you think of when I say the Chargers and the Chiefs? Legit teams. Teams that you have to beat in the playoffs. Right. And your defense has allowed 80 points. This is supposed to be the defense that leads this team, right? But you're like, oh, but Justin, they're 3-2 and they played 
They played great three games. Those games are against the Texans, the Bears, and the Vikings. Yeah. So if you're the Browns, you know, you're excited. This is our year. You know, we have a great defense. You know, you guys have competed on the road against two legit AFC teams. But if you guys want to get to the Super Bowl and take the next step as a franchise, you have to be able to beat these teams. And you can't do that by get, by letting up 80 points combined against those two teams. The two legit teams you've played so far this year, 80 points, that can't happen if you want to go to the Super Bowl. It simply can't. And so that's my take on the Browns right now, where when Baker has a bad game, your defense plays really good. When your defense plays bad, your offense plays really good. And you guys have to figure out how to get both to happen because Baker's not the one to blame there. It's the defense that you guys have raved and raved about the last three weeks. And, you know, if you guys want to show up and show out and make a run of the playoffs, the defense has to allow less than 80 points combined to those two types of teams. They just simply have to, or else you're not going to make one win or you're not going to get one win in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm actually more negative than you are. And you're, you hate the Browns way more than me. Yeah. So... I thought the Browns were going to stay in this game because we talked about it. What does Brandon Staley do for the Chargers? They play too high. They let they, they dare you to run the ball. Mm. They're 29th in the league in the NFL. I'm sure that's dropped to last in the league because they don't care. What do the Browns do? They run the football better than anybody in the league. They have the best duo in running backs that we've seen in a really long time. And they have a great offensive line and a great scheme. Yeah. And they did. They ran, they ran all <laughs> over the Chargers. 230 yards for three touchdowns. Incredible. Incredible. Um, and I thought Baker was horrible. I mean, one of the touchdowns he had, in Joku broke a tackle, and then for some reason there was just no one there for seventy yards. Um, yeah, I'm not saying I don't think Baker was. I'm not going to say Baker was great. Oh, I know. Game, but he's not the reason they lost, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I, I get that. And I'm almost doubling down and being like, this guy is. You, I don't think I just don't. It's tough because look, you, you've been so bad for so long, and this guy has come in and, you hate him more, and given you belief right now, but. The last two drives you had with Baker when you needed to score and you needed to get a first down, you had 25 total yards in your last two drives when you needed something. One of them was on the first drive of those two, you got zero yards. The second drive, you got 25 yards on eight plays. It's just like how many times – and look, he's going to be the quarterback for this year, so it doesn't matter. But how many times have we had to talk about Baker – not being able to either close out a game and not give the team ball, the ball back or win, or win you the game. Yeah. And it finally got to the peak. You're like, what are you talking about? Like, they scored in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. They ran the ball in the fourth quarter because yeah. it was still a one-possession game. And they were up 14 at one yeah. point. Yeah, so. it got to the point where they had to throw the ball. In the fourth quarter, his passer rating is 55. That's I, This is awesome. I'm and so, the first, I'm second, so third quarterback, he's right good. He is so bad in the fourth quarter, and it is entirely on him. He has the talent. He has the run game. But when it's okay, it is time to throw the football. He can't do it. And that's tough for Browns fans. And it's, like I said, you're going to win regular season games because your run game's phenomenal against bad teams, not good teams like you've pointed out. You're going to stop teams. This team's not going to go anywhere in the playoffs. It's going to be a first-round exit. And they're just in a really bad spot because... I'm so happy right now with what's going on, by the way. I'm so happy with this. Keep going. No, keep going. I, well, Justin, I just think they're in a really bad spot because... No, I love it. I didn't want to play Baker because I felt if I play, if I said some of the Baker hate, especially at the end of the game, people would have been like, I mean, look, you're a Baker hater, but you're right. You are completely look, right. Look, Herbert had 400 yards right. and a couple of those touchdowns were like so open, so it's definitely not on Baker. Yeah. But you but, still had an opportunity to win the game and I can't think of one time I just Baker don't know what the Browns are going to do at the end of this year because... It's easy is to be like... His, he hasn't had an extension yet, right? No, this is this is it. I know this. I'm trying to think. I didn't think he had had one yet. No, so. they've been talking about it all summer. And this is tough because Browns fans, look, he's not the guy to win you a Super Bowl, but when have you ever even said that? So if you get rid of him, 
it's not that easy to just find someone because you haven't yeah. done it in 30 years. Mm-hmm. But with the roster you have, this also isn't the guy that's going to take you there. So you're in a really weird spot right now, and it sucks, but I don't really care. I don't feel bad for you. So yeah, I don't either. And then for the Chargers, I don't have much. Staley's awesome. Herbert's unbelievable. It's insane. And it's gone from them being like, oh, kind of a cute story. They could win the West. I fully expect them to win the AFC yeah. West. They are Awesome. Well, the, especially the with what lead. happened this week, it's it is theirs to lose right now. Yeah, absolutely. And the fourth down percentage right now, I mean, they're like nine for eleven on fourth down. That's not going to continue. No. But the way they play and the confidence and belief they have, and Herbert, can we just can you just give one statement? Just like my bad. We're, you did. Hey, where Justin was right. Where Justin was wrong. Um, you case. know, it's his sophomore year. No, so. not no. Give me a where Justin was wrong. This guy is unbelievable. I don't want to say. I I just want to play. All right. I I want to have like a fun. You know. Look, All right. Let's just go to the next. Things game. are leaning. No, I have actually one more thing I want to say about this game. Okay. Before things are leaning towards <laughs> or trending towards Justin is wrong, but it's only week five, Zach. It's still the first third of the season. You know. I, let's get to the playoffs before we fully announce that Justin was wrong. Uh, but one thing. So oh, okay. Uh, it's just fun. To, it's just fun to be the, the wear the black hat in this situation. Uh-huh. Uh, one more thing I want to say about this game. People are blaming this game on an atrocious pass interference call. And I, I will admit, it was an atrocious pass interference it call. Was. And I, those I refs, I didn't, you know. I didn't flinch at the complaints. No. and But here's here's the thing about it. Um, that pass interference call happened to tie, and that led to a game-tying touchdown, right? Yeah. Um, you guys let up two more touchdowns after that. And yeah. your offense, your offense like had the opportunity to close it out and didn't. So... You know, would would you guys have won if that was called the right way? Maybe. But the way that your offense played in the fourth quarter and how your defense literally didn't stop anything, no. I still think the Chargers come away with this. Because it was so. this wasn't like it was two minutes left in the game and, the, and they got that and then they were able to score and tie it up and they won in overtime. Yeah. This was, you got in the middle of the fourth quarter, you let up a, a bad call, it led to a game-tying touchdown, and then after that you guys still lost the game. Yeah. So. Oh, and I, I get them blaming it because as a fan, that's what they're I doing. Too. But like you said, more than two, a couple opportunities to win. And also, uh, last week, you passed interference against Thielen on the last yeah. play and got away with it. Mm-hmm. So it, I get in the heat of the moment, you're upset, but let's let's it's not. It's not the reason you lost. It's not. So I'm tired of the complaints. Um, good job to the Chargers, Browns. I, I don't know. That sucks because you have Nick Chubb. They're awesome. Chubb and yeah. Chunt, Chunt. Call him Chunt. Chubb and Hunt. That's actually like their nickname, which is kind of funny, but. I, it just sucks. Baker's going to be the reason you lose games. Uh, we'll go just to the Cardinals 49ers. Here. I have literally nothing to say. Nothing to say. Cardinals continue their role. Good they job. Got, I mean, good job to the Cardinals one for more week of this. Winning, winning without Kyler being Kyler. Yeah. Their defense I, I, I think his arm got a little messed up. So, is Justin, I think we're right on schedule for you. For, we, we have, I said after week six. So and I, I think, no, I think that's even better yeah. because he's got one more wink of the wink, one more week of that arm getting a little more Browns, messed a good, up. A good teammate. They're going to get smoked by this offense. One more week of that arm getting a little more dinged up, and then against the Texans, he just looks like a shell of himself. So we're we are right on schedule, yeah. brother. No, this is this is exactly where I want to be. Um, it feels good. Uh, and so the 49ers look it. Trey Lance did he not play well. Best. Whatever it. I mean, it's actually a great defense, and also he's a rookie. Okay, who wasn't ready? And he, everyone knew it. And he once Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, and especially how good the NFC West is, like, hey, this was not your guys' year. Um, no. So I have well, nothing. I, no, no hate on Trey Lance. There's nothing. There's nothing to hate on the 49ers. The dude's arm is strong, but you know he's inaccurate. 
Uh, yeah, there was that one interception where I mean, he sailed. Around. I don't know how the defensive guy caught it. It was a <laughs> bullet. <laughs> it was seven miles over yeah, the guy's look, head. Hey, Josh Allen, like like that can be corrected. Yeah, we've seen it. So yeah. I have nothing else to say though. Uh, so the last game of the four fifteen slate, um, the Cowboys against the JV worst, Giants. Worst nightmare the JV Giants could have. Literally, our preseason roster barely. Uh, oh my god. It was no. You can laugh at it. You can like. You can literally laugh at we it. We did. Sm- yeah. Go ahead. It is. It was one of those things where like, you know, when Saquon got hurt, I was pissed. When Danny got hurt, I was first of all very scared and extremely like distraught. Not pissed. Distraught because like, there's just like what like it's one thing to be like one in four and you're like our team sucks, but like you know I, I'll get but like. Or, like, to lose this week. I'm not going to talk about one and four. It's one thing to lose this week. It's one thing to be like, we might lose the next two weeks because my quarterback's legitimately brain dead. Then Kenny Galladay got hurt, and you're just laughing because you're like, oh, my God. It reminds us of me of week five in 2017 when Odell broke his ankle, and literally everybody got hurt. Our entire receiving core got hurt. Landon Collins got hurt. It was insane. But um, there was a time—I think I took a picture of it, and this was before Kenny Galladay got hurt. This was, think about this, guys. This is before Kenny Gallaudet, our wide receiver one, got hurt. The Giants' offense was quarterback two, running back two, left tackle two, because our starting left tackle was out this game, by the way. People forgot that. Uh, who has, who allowed less pressures and less QB hits and, and less sacks in the first four weeks of the season than Nate Solder did today or yesterday in one week. Um, left tackle two, left guard four, who I'm pretty sure also got hurt. Center two, right guard one, right tackle two, wide receiver one who ended up getting hurt, wide receiver four, wide receiver five. That was our offense. Yeah, like as someone who was, you know, Saquon rolls his ankle and it looked awful. Thankfully, it should be only one week or two. It was just announced that Kenny Galladay is out at least next week, maybe two. Um, Danny, I mean, you know, that was actually scary because, um, you know, I, I think people will probably expect me to like crack jokes because I always crack jokes about like I'm a concussion survivor. Like that was legitimately scary where, you know, he got up and like you could tell he got, he took a hit and his uh like head, like he was like had spit drooling from his mouth and you're like, all right, you know, just get up, maybe walk it off. Um, I felt like the wind got knocked out of him maybe, but when he tried to walk, that was scary to see like his eyes were just clearly not there and like he was falling down. Um, and he couldn't even get off the field or, or into the locker room. He had to be carted off. So that that's scary. And I, and I hope he's okay for just, you know, his longevity as a person. But, you know, there was there was no reason to expect us to win this game. And it's crazy how uh, close it was. Like, I'm not going to say the Giants would have won this game. But we could have won this game. With how everything was going, how our offense was moving. And, it, you know, the 44-20 to 20 also doesn't really give, give this score or give this game justice because it's another weird score where it's like that's not how the game was Mike Glennon threw a pick six at the end of the game and you guys scored a touchdown with like you know three minutes left before that it was a one to two possession game the entire time there was a point in time when Mike Glennon led us all the way down the field and we had a fourth and goal and if we got it it was a seven point game with a lot of time left like the the Giants competed till the very end and I'm happy for that Kadarius Toney We've found a guy who can make plays and add a dimension to this office that we have not had since Odell Beckham Jr. And that's awesome. Maybe just don't punch guys, but I also love it. I love that because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. he is a first-round pick 
who's a rapper and punches players on the field. And that same guy also played dirty. He ripped off Devontae Booker's helmet and didn't even get called for it. It was it was atrocious. But um, the thing about the Giants is our run defense, the thing that this that our defense was built on with Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, and Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez getting hurt is hurting us now. You can see it from the last two weeks. Leonard Williams is a $63 man, and Dexter Lawrence is the uh, 17th overall pick. Those guys suck. There are best defensive plays I feel like happen when those two when our those two guys weren't on the field. Our front four without them played better than our front four with them. Um, that has to change, and that's just Dave Gettleman being an awful general manager. I'm not going to get into stats, and I'm just going to have one more thing on the Giants sack, and this is just funny. Mm-hmm. The thing about the Giants losing every week is we're 19 and 50 since. Um, 2017, like the start of 2017, tied with the Jets for the worst in the NFL. So every time the Giants lose, we get a nice update on uh, you know what the stat, what the what the statistics are, the wins losses. Dave Gettleman would have to win like until week eight next year, I think, to go 500 as a manager, or it was like week eight, maybe in the year after. I'm not sure. It had to, it has to be the year after. It's week eight of 2023. Um, you know our best. Our best head coach through the first 20 games is is uh, Ben McAdoo out of our last three coaching regimes, which McApoo is what I called him. And Zach, <laughs> in our 19, since 19 and, 19 and 50, right? Can I list off the quarterbacks that we've beaten? Go ahead. <laughs> Trevor Seaman, Nick Mullins, Josh Johnson, Chase Daniels, Dwayne Haskins, Case Keenum, Kyle Allen twice, <laughs> Jameis Winston twice, Brandon Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick twice, Carson Wentz last year, Andy Dalton, Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Only two great quarterbacks on that list. I heard Deshaun and Russell. <laughs> it's, it is atrocious. He is a joke, and it sucks when you lose a game like this because you know you're going to lose. Congrats to the NFC East chance for winning this game. But you lose with your entire team getting hurt. I can't help but laugh. This after what we had last week where I was so excited. I was like, look, just give us a chance. Um, it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to say. There's not much to say about this team. We suck. It's good. It sucks. There's not much to say about this team. I mean, 10 minutes later. <laughs> no, I have nothing else to say. It's just one of those games where as you sit with a Giants fan during that, like I, I take it serious. I cheer for the Giants hard because I care. I want Justin to do well. It gets to a point where I almost had to leave the room because, like, and even he started laughing. Like, you can't help but laugh because yeah. it just doesn't seem real. And Mike Lennon was my quarterback. Never thought I'd say that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just I have nothing to say about the actual game because I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Mike Lennon to Devontae Booker. Is this 2017 again? I don't know. It was it yeah. was weird, but God bless the Giants. And I will not be able to watch the Giants play the Rams next week because I'm going to man camp. Man camp. So I won't. I literally will be like off the off the radar, and I'll, I'll explain more of that next week. What to expect from me and my Twitter account? But um, thank God I'm going to not see that game, especially yeah. if Mike Glenn's quarterback. Thank God I'm, I'm not, not going to see that. Game. In. What? Am I running it? Hey, we'll see. We'll, okay. we'll talk about it. But if we don't have Andrew Thomas, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Stanley Quan Barkley, uh, I don't I don't want to know that what happens. I think the Giants should legitimately forfeit. I think the last time the Rams were in New York, they won by like forty, and it could get worse. Remember, it was like last week. Last year we competed. Last year we competed. True, true. Very so game three Danny here. Ran the ball. Game three. Danny ran the ball. It's a three game series. Well, you know what? We should probably hold off on that one this week if he plays. That is actually <laughs> also. And real quick, by, by that, there's no reason to. If it was a design play call, no reason to hate on Jason Garrett. It was the right play call. I even said before I was like I could see him pulling this out, but by the looks of it, it wasn't design. Danny was trying to pull a Peyton Manning and pull it out himself, and he got hit. Whatever. You know, you take hits that look worse than that, and he ended up 
being braided from it. So, go Giants. Moving on to the last game, a game where uh, we were very right. Would we have been very right without the hour and a half weather delay? I think so. We would have been right even more, I think. Uh, Oh, my God. This... um, yeah, the, look, the sirens are going off sirens because this team is so bad. And that's yeah, you know who that's for? That's for the Kansas City defense because yep. it's it's abysmal. Um, I want to know the last time the Chiefs had a losing record because it has to have been a while. But Yeah, so I, I, I would like to go on a little rant here. Go for it. I already had mine. Go for it. Yeah, the Chiefs are giving up 7.1 yards per play. That's the worst in NFL history. DBOA, it's a defensive efficiency. It's a very legit uh, statistic used by teams to really actually judge how def- defense is. Um they are seventh worst in the history of it since it has been made. Chris Jones was out. That didn't help. That's your best defender. Justin, made a difference. we are legitimately watching right now in our on our screens every week, potentially. And I don't think it's going to keep up because I just don't know how it can. But we are potentially watching the worst defense in the history of football. Potentially. And what's that, what that has done, unfortunately, is we have seen Patrick Mahomes not be the same. And this is not me to – look – I, the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. They're going to figure it out. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. This is not a diss on Patrick Mahomes at all. But there has been such a pressure put on this offense that he clearly feels when he's out there. And it, it's hurt them because, look, what teams are doing to the Chiefs is they're playing too high. They're playing too high, and they're saying, look, if you want to beat us, it's going to take you 12 plays instead of six. Instead of eight 20-plus yard plays, you're probably only going to get three. And what's that make the Chiefs do? It's going to make them run the ball, which Andy doesn't want to do. He never has. What Pat doesn't want to do, he never has. And it's going to make them throw five, seven yards at a time, which they don't want to do. And frankly, why would they? They've never had to, and they have two of the top five weapons in the NFL. But it's making them do that. And when you have a defense that is as god-awful as the Chiefs' defense is, in in Pat Mahomes' head, and you can't blame him, he's saying, I don't have time to go five yards at a time, 10 yards at a time, and go on a 13 play eight-minute drive. I have to go six plays, three minutes, 70 yards, including a 45-yard touchdown because I know I'm either not getting the ball back for nine minutes or the other team's scoring right away. They're in a really bad spot. Chris Jones needs to move back inside. They need to either fire spags now or completely change the way they do things because it's legit bad. It's not one of those like where Tom Brady would go out, get beat by 30, and you're like, oh, the Pats are done, and then they go roll. Like This team is not the Pats yet. They haven't proven that yet. Even though we, we all, including Justin and I, have been like, pencil the Chiefs in. I just don't know if, we're, if they're there yet. I don't know if we can do that with them yet. They're an offsides away from being in three Super Bowls straight. I get it. And we have been more than complimentary in giving them their credit for that and, and basically penciling them in, like I've said, to the AFC Finals already. This team is in trouble. It's not going to get easier. you got to face the Chargers again. you got to play tough teams. you got the Packers. And I, their defense certainly isn't going to figure it out. So Pat Mahomes either has to change and be someone he's not which is uncomfortable, or something drastic needs to happen because it's bad. I mean, the Bills and the Chargers are clearly, clearly better than the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it's I, I, I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you, you have to be worried. It's just, I don't know. It's making Pat not be who he is. It's it's making Pat look like he was at Texas Tech. And guess what? He was under 500. Yeah. So and it's not fair to him. So I'm not trying to diss him, but it's just been a result of what is going on with the way teams are playing them defensively. And then the way the Chiefs' defense is. So, it's bad. I My opinions on the Chiefs right now are... Um, after we saw the Super Bowl... Uh, I don't want to say... Was it last, two years ago when the Chiefs won? Everyone... There was a shift in football where it was like... Defense uh, doesn't... 
defense isn't doesn't win championships anymore. It's offense. Offense wins you championships. And up until the Super Bowl last year, where the Chiefs, de- I mean the uh, Buccaneers defense just absolutely mauled Kansas City Chiefs. That was just what the thought was, and Kansas City fully bought into it. They paid, paid, paid their offense to keep their offensive guys in there. Yep. And here's the issue: it's not Spags. Right. It is not Spags. Um, I don't think Spags is called like I've always. I was like, you know, maybe they need to change their play calling a little bit, or like what their defensive philosophy is, just a little bit. Like it's hard. You can't rechange completely your philosophy in the middle of the season. Like you can't. But like, let's you know, use different coverages here and there. Like you know, maybe what's more, I don't know what it is, but um, it's not Spags. It's the it's the talent on the field, and there's nothing. There's no defensive philosophy that could help this talent on the field. It's it's just simply. Blown coverage, blown coverage, blown coverage, not getting to the quarterback, not stopping the run. It's whatever you could send eleven guys if you're the Chiefs, and you're you're not gonna stop the run as of right now. Like they're just their defense is just playing that bad. And the problem is is that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best, if not the best talent we've seen in the quarterback position in our entire lives or in NFL history. Whoever steps on the field as a receiver, tight end, or running back for Patrick Mahomes is going to put up numbers that are insane. Yes, Travis Kelsey is, you know, arguably, you know, the best, second best tight end of all time. Tyree Kill puts up insane numbers and his lateral movement, the way he can beat, blow the top off the defense is insane. But you could put, you know, a speedster in there and he's not going to be able to make all the big plays that Tyree Kill is, but he's still like By- Byron Pringle, McCole Hardman. Those guys, once they're done with the Chiefs, are going to get probably pretty decent car- or co- contracts, and they're not going to be what they are in Kansas City because they don't have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. Yeah, you know Travis Kelsey, I think, is the most important weapon that they have because of his athleticism. Well, like Tyree Kill, you know, he can turn a fifty-yard play into a seventy-yard play, but there's so many people in the NFL that can make that a fifty-yard play. Still, you know, Henry Ruggs isn't Tyree Kill, and he'll never be Tyree Kill. But he would still be able to get below the top of the defense. And so what the Chiefs need to do, and this is going to have to happen after this year, is stop worrying about paying your offense and you need to start getting defensive guys on the field because that's the only way this is going to change. Let Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes and whatever you know, wide receiver steps on that field is going to put up career-high numbers. But you need your defense to win football games and to win championships. And you guys have a defense right now that, like you said, is the worst in the NFL. You go 500 with that. I don't, I don't see how right now, if the Chiefs continue what they're doing, you can't pencil them in there for the playoffs. You just can't because um, it, the, right now it looks like there is a blueprint. Will that blueprint be right for their rest of Patrick Mahomes' career? Absolutely not. But right now with the way you know, deep offenses are able to score on their defense, they can go right, on the, right down the field in a second and score on them. And then they can say, Patrick Mahomes, be patient because you're literally killing your own clock. Because then when we get on the field, guess what we're going to do? We're going to score. So it's, for me, it's not, it's not philosophy. It's not play calling. It's not Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's management of the roster. You have, you have to say, you know what? We're just going to let Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes. Sorry for this rain. If it's on here, I don't, I don't know. Um, And we have to get our defense to be, you know, not top 10, but just be able to get some stops because this defense is truly abysmal. So you know, I, I don't see how you beat the Raiders right now with their struggles. I, I just don't see it. I don't see how you beat the Chargers. That's four losses in, you know, or, or 
at least three more, right? Because they play the Chargers once. That's three more losses. You're already at six losses. That's 11 and six. And with how this defense is playing, you're, you're going to lose a couple more. So it's, it is actually now sound the alarms for the Chiefs. Yeah. They and need to trade every single asset that they have to get some defensive talent on the ball if they want to try and do anything this year. They play the Cowboys. They play the Titans. They play the Packers. Those are teams that can put up 40. It's, they, and I don't see how they beat any of those teams right now. I don't, and then they then they have the Raiders in there, and it's like, yeah, you have the, the Broncos Bengals. and the Giants, but you end the year with, I mean, the Bengals, I think, could beat them right now. The Chargers, the like, it's, it is just, their defense can't do anything right now, and you can't win in this league without a defense. They tried to change the narrative, and guess what? You did it. You can't change the narrative of 60 years in the NFL. You just can't. Yeah, and then just real, real quick on the other side, the, literally the only thing I have to say is, even as an AFC guy right now, um, a Bills Chargers AFC Championship would be a dream because be, these two teams are light years ahead of the conference. Yeah, so it's insane. It's awesome. A lot of rants there. A lot yeah, of excitement, especially, especially at the end. A lot but, of negative about your team, but look, we know we're not great either. So relax, okay? We know our teams aren't that great. Except, yeah, just, except except just, for except for my team going two and three blueprint. Just don't um don't comment on an Instagram post. Yeah, you're asking it. for it. 20 minutes after the game. So yeah, that was kind of a weird break. But anyways, we might come back as of the Colts game. We might not. Just kind of depends on how it goes, and if Zach wants to talk more about it, so we'll see. If not, Zach, any other, anything else to say? If not, you know what happened. So yeah. Yeah. If not, it was probably really, really, really bad. <laughs> um, but let's go. Let's go, let's go horse. It was always two and. It was three. always two and three. And tonight, the Colts proved that. Burke, uh, maybe take us out. Maybe we'll be back. But for right now, Burke, take us out. Hey guys, it's Justin. Um, we are not going to talk about that Monday night football game. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys on Thursday. Burke, take us out. I'll let the fish rod fly off the back of the boat. Got the summertime vibes, ain't no need for a coat. I might think of a line, so I'll write it in notes. In the morning, I'ma check if it sinks or it floats. Always got a blunt between the index and thumb. Everybody always saying that we too young. Hey, I don't need any more advice on my lungs. I understand they're black, I rap and it's fun. Fin sticking up so they see me coming. Catchy gets a white out, everybody humming. Message on red, I don't like the phone buzzing. About to drop the bomb, call that shit a dirty dozen. Was it too deep, too shallow, was it right? Swimming through the water all day, all night. Stay in your lane, cause I'm cruising through mine. After all, I got a bag of all these summertime rhymes. Got these summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage, no one could imagine I'm pretty busy taking in the sunshine Runs in my bloodline, catch me on cloud nine Big bass, back in the John boat Collect these big notes, they try to stay float Summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage, feeling like a motherfucking savage It's true, I'm feeling like a savage reborn It's like 21, turn 21 more Together faster Jack Rob, turn around the corn Head to home, watch me go about 12 bars more Fuck it, I'ma go replace the whole mixtape I just had to go back and make sure the shit's great It is, by the way <laughs> this shit's dope Should probably throw a flag for me coming with the hits late That's just the toll that a fan of this road takes I don't know about that, I just know about this Wherever the crowd at, probably where Burke is That's about as simple as it gets with the equation All I know is it's the end of deep sea navigation Come and get my captain's hat and gather round Ain't nobody know about that, I'll lay it down Fuck it, I could freestyle shit to pass time After all, I got a bag of all these summertime rhymes Got these summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage, no one could imagine I'm pretty busy taking in the sunshine Runs in my bloodline, catch me on cloud nine Big bass, back of the John boat Collect these big notes, they try to stay float Summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage, feeling like a motherfucking savage